Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Doubling up on the Bob today. How about that? I do know who Bob Marley is. I prefer to call him Robert, but that's just me. 
What? I just no, no, I'm laughing too dually because um, your dad jokes are just so bad. And oh, come on. Also, I just noticed that uh, our illustrious producer, despite the fact that it is 101 degrees outside, is wearing a Carhartt beanie. Yeah, Reese. 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 Reese has his own thing. Reese is fashion. The fashion yeah, yeah, before yeah, comfort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Well, so there. when you got that that hair, you gotta, you know. Gotta keep it under control. I disagree. I think you let it flow, but that's just one man's opinion. Okay, that's just me. I'd never know. I'm not a hair guy. Nah. Fact. Uh, <laughs> it is two seventy one as one two nine ESPN Radio. Hey, if you missed anything in the first hour. Check it out on the podcast. The Tutel in and Nuanas podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. You can listen anytime you would like. Uh, again, our, our, our conversations uh, with the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, Tom Wistersill, and the athletic director of the University of Montana, Ken Haslam. We appreciate both those gentlemen for coming on and being with us. Uh, you go listen to those there. The uh, podcast brought to us by Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. One piece of news. Yes. In terms of Montana, this is impactful for both the Big Sky Conference uh, institutions in the state of Montana. The Frontier Conference, who we talked about yesterday, was, as we know, the Frontier has schools in Montana, outside of Montana. The outside of Montana schools not playing football. The NAIA announced the delay of all fall sports championships except football. Yeah. So basically put the Mon- the five Montana Frontier schools uh, in a disautonomous position, and it was up in the air whether they would go or not. Today, just now, actually, this is per Greg Rakach of the Billings Gazette, as well as Ryan Kuhn of the Helena Independent Record. Both said that at this time, the five Montana schools will play an eight-game round-robin schedule among themselves. So, twofold. One, there will be college football in so Montana. So, a home-and-home home for all home of them. Home. plays everybody twice. Yep. yep. For the five Montana Frontier Conference schools. But that also means that there will be a couple open dates on those as well. And you wonder if somehow, someway, Montana, Montana State can slide into those. That's what I'm expecting. This is a pure speculation, but just for to end the week and the month with some positivity. There you go. I think that the NCAA is going to cancel fall sports championships on Tuesday. I don't know how they don't. Right. The FCS playoffs then are gone. Okay. I do think then, then the FCS will then move to the spring. Okay. Then we can actually have something to move towards. That's that's a positive in itself. But I also think that there could be, although, although it won't be official games, I think there could be some football competition that happens in the state of Montana amongst schools in Montana for, they call them super scrimmages. Mm-hmm. I do think that there'll be allowed to be some practice time because we haven't had right, right now the schools are both Montana and Montana State are, are having workouts and they could have camp as long as everybody continues to pass their tests. Uh, I just think that if there's a safe way to do it, we might have some sort of practice time and then maybe a couple, um, let's call them, we call it the spring game in the spring, some fall games in the yeah, fall where it's right. a super scrimmage or maybe, you know, Maybe the Grizz and the Cats and Montana Tech all get together and butte and scrimmage themselves and each other and, and just like a showcase. I don't know. I just think that we might have some form of football to watch in Montana because of this decision by the Frontier Conference. I like it, Coulter. Now you're talking. No more wet blankets, man. Come on. <laughs> let's get some silver linings here. It's Tutel and Nuanas. Hey, if you want to listen live, go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You can stream the show anytime you'd like, anywhere you are, uh, and you can do that thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank. Your opportunity. Opportunity Brank bringing us the stream at the uh, website. Uh, it is Tutel Nuanas. It is 1029 ESPN Radio.
We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. We are happy to welcome in the athletic director at Montana State University, Leon Costello, to the show. Leon, thank you so much for being with us once again. Uh, we are on the last day of July. We know that we have known very little before this moment. We know that we may still not know all that much right now, but we have thought that maybe the last day of the month, which Commissioner Wistersill had kind of marked as maybe a day where something might be said, then now some things have been pushed back. Where do we stand in general right now, particularly as it pertains to football, but fall sports in general, and the expectation, likelihood, not likelihood, in your eyes of of whether that's going to happen or not? Well, I mean, I think, well, first of all, it's good to be on with you guys. Good to hear you guys again, and uh, always fun to talk to you, uh, especially on a Friday. It's a great way for me to uh, to try and wrap up the week and uh, That's right. get a news dump out, what a, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, a great month, um, obviously uh, on many fronts, but on, on the topic that you're discussing, maybe not so much. Uh, you know, I think we're just in a, we're in such a state of, of limbo. Um, but uh, the one thing I'll tell you is that time is running out and uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to, make decisions and then make plans based off of those decisions. And we, we've been doing that from day one, you know, trying to have uh, contingency plans set up for things that we think could happen. And as time just keeps going on with no decision, in my opinion, it just keeps backing us into a corner with less and less options. And I think that it's too bad because as we try and wrap our head around what does, um, you know, school look like on the college campus? What does an academic year look like? We try and fit our athletic year within that. And, and we're, some of our choices and options are being taken away from us and is what I feel, but the hope it, hopefully hope is on the horizon. And next week we, we get some decisions and some answers and we can start our marching orders and, and start moving forward, which I think everybody throughout the country, whether you're an administrator, you're a coach, you're a student athlete, or you're a fan, I think everybody just wants and they're waiting for it. And we're no different than anybody else. And, Leon, for people listening, again, I mean, we, we've talked about this throughout the course of the show, but, again, just clarify what it is that you're waiting on. As people say, well, the conference, the athletic directors, you're like, well, just make the decision. But you need the NCAA to clarify some things first, right, which we're hoping is going to to happen on Tuesday. Like, that, at least this point is the expected date, right? Yes, yeah, so what we're hoping for on from the Board of Governors, so the NCAA Board of Governors is voting on the championships and if the championships will be will be held in the fall. And if they are not, if they are not going to hold them in the fall and they're going to hold them in the spring, well, that makes it, you know, our decision for us. We have our marching orders. If they are going to hold them in the fall, then that's another set of marching orders that we will uh, have our plans ready for and then we'll start enacting those plans for uh, for that decision, but that's kind of what we're waiting for. And then from there, it will go to the, um, the big sky presidents and the ADs and SWAs to talk about, okay, how do we make this work? Here's, here's the timeline. Here's what they've said. Now we need to make this work for us and taking a look at what the NCA, uh, recommendations are for returning safely with testing and, uh, potentially some, uh, uh, you know, some diagnostic testing and some other testing, and then, uh, you know, all the return to play protocols that we have into place. So that's kind of what we're waiting for is for the, the Board of Governors to come out and say, okay, here's when the FCS championships for football are going to take place. And then also 
you know, we have volleyball for us. We have volleyball and cross country as well. And then, and then we start moving towards uh, getting them back to, back to campus into a, uh, you know, the required workouts and getting ready for the season. Football specific, I know James Madison is, is the one school that's sort of at least trying to make a blueprint for what having an individual and independent schedule might look like. One thing they've stated, though, is that if there is no playoffs, they're not going to pursue it. Is there a chance about Washington State, even if the NCAA cancels playoffs, um, uh, pursues playing some sort of football this fall? Or, or is that is that sort of the, the end game? If there is no playoffs, there is no football this fall, period. I, you know, I think if, if they cancel the, the championships for the fall, and let's just say hypothetically they move the championships to the spring, well, we... I talked to Coach Choate about this, and actually uh, he brought it to me. And it's like, how can we get the most out of our fall? Because it is the best weather that we have. And it's people are accustomed to football in the fall. And so we've we've kind of talked to our the Big Sky counterparts as having a fall where you get your practices in. Because, of course, we didn't get spring ball this year. And we, our summer has been not normal. Let's just say the easiest thing to say is not normal. Uh, but if you can have a kind of a spring ball in the fall on steroids, maybe you get a certain amount of practices and maybe you can go scrimmage somebody or you could have a game uh, hypothetically. You know, if you are one of those teams that has a bye game that is still intact, one of those guarantee games, maybe potentially you could play that game. Uh, you know, let's not limit ourselves in this situation. The situation is just so different. I think we just need to be so overly flexible to try and do what we can do to salvage uh, whatever type of a season we can. And if that means, you know, flip-flopping and and taking what was in the spring into the fall, and then that way that gets us ready for the spring, I think we have to look at all those options. And um, I think as time goes on, more and more people are open to uh, just allowing as much flexibility based on your location and what you are allowed to do uh, so you can at least salvage something out of the season. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. You mentioned the the money games, and I think that that's been one domino that's been um, frustrating is maybe not the right word, but it's hard to watch it, all these dominoes fall because I know each FCS league sort of has a Power 5 counterpart that, that helps out with just the, the fluidity of budgeting and all those sorts of things. And with the Big Sky, that's the Pac-12. Pac-12 was one of the first, if not maybe the first, Power 5 to go to conference-only games. You guys, I think, had Montana State had the largest uh, buy from a Pac-12 opponent, $675,000 scheduled to go play at the University of Utah, but that's no longer on the books, and you have multiple Big Sky schools that don't have Pac-12 games on the books, period. I mean, Portland State was scheduled to play two. They were scheduled to make almost a million dollars from Pac-12 opponents. In general, how much do you think that element hurts the league financially, and what impact did that have on Montana State financially at not having that Utah game? Well, I think we all build our budgets off of those numbers and those are games that we've had set for for multiple years and as we look at building our budgets not not even for this year uh, as we build our budgets 
before this, um, knowing that we have this game, you know, we can schedule the year either before or after, maybe a little differently and say, well, we had that game, you know, in 2020, we may go and all FCS schedule the following year because we had that game. And so know, we know in advance, uh, you know, what those games are going to bring in. We set our budgets to it. Uh, and then we look at, you know, the games that we are going to bring in from a non-conference perspective and have at home. So you're looking at Long Island and Dixie. All those things are predicated off of off of these buy games. And I know we're not the only ones. Um, you know, Portland State had two. Uh, Eastern Washington was going to Florida, and they were getting, you know, a, a really good check. And all of our budgets um, rely heavily on, on football revenues. And, and this is one, one piece of that. And uh, it, so it hurts. Uh, you know, it hurts. And so we take this and it uh, compounds the, the issue when you're looking at football with reduced seating capacities. You know, you look at us and we, we build a lot of our budget off of the revenues that we are able to generate in football. And uh, when that's taken away or, you know, most of it is taken away because of the limited seating we would be able to have, uh, it, it definitely hurts. And we, we are looking at all, all these different options of how can we, again, salvage a season and salvage our budget uh, based on what we think might happen. And so it's, uh, you know, it's something that uh, you hope never happens. But now that it's here, you know, we've joked a lot about with some of my my buddies in the business, you know, they they for, they left this out of the old uh, AD manual. When you sit down in the chair, and you, <laughs> you're taking it over, you're flipping through it. There's no page for pandemic. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, Leon Costello joining us, the athletic director at Montana State University. You know, along those lines, Leon, I mean, we understand how budgets are built sort of in general and the expectations of revenue from whether it's ticket sales, concessions, you know, various other, you know, uh, you know, marketing things, and then obviously buys and things like that. Is there is there a level at which, though, Football is still, ultimately, at least for the players, it's an extracurricular part of this, you know, purportedly holistic academic experience, right, of being a college student at a university, at an institution, getting the educational side of it, getting the extracurricular part of it. How much how much of the budget is just if we fall below this number, it's over. We can't do it. We literally can't do it. And how much of it is like, look, hey, this is part of what the experience is. We take a loss in a lot of other sports, and we're just going to have to take a loss this year to ensure that football happens. Is that any sort of part of this conversation at all? I think so, especially when you are at an FCS institution. You know, I think right. um, we are a very pure part of the college experience, and and there there is a definite difference, in my opinion, between the FBS level and the, and the Power Fives and the FCS level. I think the FCS level we get an opportunity to play at the highest level, get that Division One feel, but it's also more about their college experience, and we. When we recruit and we talk to student athletes, we build that into everything we talk about. Because when you come to Montana State, it's an experience. It's it's an it's fun. It's we have a family atmosphere. Um, you know, everybody, all the sports are cheering. The student athletes are cheering for each other, and there truly is a a good vibe and a good experience around being uh, at MSU, but really being a student athlete and being part of the athletic program at, at MSU. And so there definitely is a part. And I think those are discussions that we have you know, with the university all the time, we, we feel, and, and president Cruzado says it all the time. We are a very critical part of the mission of, of the university. And, 
you know, when you look at engagement and alumni engagement and the things that we can do to draw our alumni back to Bozeman and back to MSU, but really get them excited about MSU throughout the country, uh, we, we play a huge role in that. And we also play a huge role in marketing when uh, maybe the first time people hear about Montana State is because of something that happened uh, in sports. It could be, you know, a playoff appearance. It could be going to the NCAA tournament. And that's how somebody gets indoctrinated to, to MSU. And so we take that very seriously. But I also feel very comfortable in the fact that we are intertwined with what the university is doing. And, uh, and so those are conversations that we have with, uh, with President Cruzado all the time. And this is a situation where we've had multiple conversations on what does the financial outlook look like. And, you know, right now we're on the same page. And so uh, we're working through it together is what I can say. And, uh, you know, I think everybody here wants to, wants to know that, hey, we're going to have campus open and we're going to have students on campus. We're going to have our professors in class teaching. Uh, and that's what that experience is all about. And as long as we can get our campus open and keep it open, it's going to benefit everybody that's here in Bozeman on campus, but throughout the state because of just the economical picture that it, it provides uh, for an entire state. Well, you mentioned that athletic director's manual, and I know this is this this whole situation could eat up every single hour of every single work day of your life if you wanted it to, thinking about alternative schedules and, and whatever else might happen, budget alterations. But you guys have continued to make progress in other avenues when it's not, we're not just talking about, you know, the potential cancellation of fall sports. I know you guys opened the, the clinic at the the Bozeman Health Clinic inside Bobcat Stadium there. And I know, you, you know, you broke ground on the, the expansion and uh, uh, promotion of a tennis coach. I mean, so how do you go about just maintaining day-to-day operations and pushing the athletic department forward, uh, even though there is all this other uncertainty and things that you maybe never had planned and on being part of your everyday job? Well, it's, we have, we have great people uh, at, at MSU and with our, and within our department. And uh, I'm lucky to be surrounded by great coaches and great staff that, that, that carry a lot of load um, when it comes to these things. So, so I can focus on, you know, whatever issue we're dealing with, you know, at that current moment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of discussions, you know, we, we have so many meetings now and, but it's critical to have the communication, uh, with, with coaches. We have a head coaches meeting every, every week. Uh, our staff gets together every week and, you know, now we have the protocols where we wear our masks and we can get together in person. And to be honest, I think we get so much more accomplished when, um, when we're in person. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, as we're dealing with this issue, there's also the fact that you're still running a department and, and the department has to keep moving forward and you have to keep making decisions, you know, based on the information that you have. And so I couldn't be happier and more fortunate to, uh, to be at a place that uh, is so supportive of one athletics, but two, having a great staff and coaches that are, that are working together to get us through this. Leon Costello joining us. He's the uh, athletic director at Montana State University. And Leon, you mentioned all the great folks that you work with within your institution, but also this is this has got to be the most right that you've had to meet with all the other athletic directors, in particular around the conference. And how how has that been? Because these are folks who I think normally you have a pretty affable relationship with, and yet they're rivals. You know, you did obviously Cat Grizz thing, but but just in general, these are you know the athletics is a competition and you're trying to you know win in all the different sports and things along those lines and yet you're in a moment here where everybody in the group sort of has to band together right and try and figure this out and table ideas what's that experience been like for you Uh, amazing and 
you know, it's the most we've ever talked. And, you know, you really start to learn uh, about each and every one of them. But you hit the nail on the head. Is like you have to band together. And I think you're we're part of a conference, right? We're part of a, a, an organization that is greater than our athletic department, even our university, because our university is part of this conference. And we are working together to make decisions that are going to, in turn, be best for the conference and all of its institutions. And we have some very good discussions, and it, we don't always agree. And, you know, we have, based on maybe where your location is and what the virus is doing in that location, or maybe based on what your budget is or, or what's going on in your given situation. But I think people use that to help shape their kind of opinions, and, and they bring those thoughts and ideas forward. But at the end of the day, we take everybody's thoughts and ideas, opinions, and inputs, and we make the best decision for for the conference. And I think you'll hear Tom Wistersill say it say it a lot is that he he loves hearing our discussion that we have on these Zoom calls. And they're just we try and keep them to an hour uh, so we can keep kind of time on task. Uh, but we work and we have such great administrators within this league that one care for the student athletes and student athlete experience, and they and they want the best for the student athletes. And also then trying to put us in the best possible position to to achieve our goals. And obviously we we want to we want to play as much as we can this year, and we we want to make decisions that uh, will allow us to be able to do that. But we want to share these experiences with our fans. And you know, right now we're looking at two things: how do we get back to to practice and competition? That's one. But then how can we have our fans involved with everything that we're doing there as well? Because that's just another another layer. And we're taking all those things into consideration, but uh, again, yeah, I mean, feel fortunate to to work in a great conference uh, with great administrators that really truly share the same goal and the same vision for the conference. Well, Leon, we appreciate you catching up with us, spending some time, and and uh, getting us through the end of this month. And uh, hopefully, we might have some at least definitive direction uh, come Tuesday of next week, and 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 kind of see where we're at then. But we appreciate that, and we wish you the best. Obviously, as uh, as we all get through this together, one way or another. Well, it's great talking to you guys, and it's hard to believe that tomorrow is uh, is August first. We should be all celebrating and looking forward to be able to play football this this month and. Hopefully we can get to that point, but uh, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for everything you do to obviously support the uh, the schools and sports within the state. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys with some happier news here very quickly. Man, we do too. <laughs> we do too, Leon. Thank you very much. Leon Costello, the athletic director at Montana State University. There you go, Coulter, in a line. The commissioner, both athletic directors in the state of Montana. And first of all, I do feel like I have a better grasp now of where we're at than I did before we started the show. But I'm also realizing that, you know, that the the conference, that football, that even at the FCS level in general is, I won't say it's at the mercy of the NCAA, but the NCAA is a big entity and it needs to make a decision that is going to be influential. It, it won't be necessarily s- certain that, you know, now that now everything falls in place after that, but it matters and it matters greatly. And the longer that this is delayed, the harder it becomes for everybody else. And, and you can hear it without them saying it directly. They're, they're ready for a decision already, please. And thank you. No question. And, and that was one thing I hadn't considered until the colonial athletic association canceled but only can't only canceled based on what they were going to facilitate and sponsor. 
therefore leaving the door open. I never had considered the opportunity for when the highest uh, overarching um, entity makes a decision. It doesn't actually... It, it, it only makes the decision for the overarching entity. It doesn't make it for the, each individual member. That's right. Yeah. And I yeah, never yeah. I never had considered that. And so that's why if I was Kent Haslam or Leon Costello, I would just be so frustrated right now because there are a lot of different avenues the Montana schools could take, but they can't pursue any of them until they know. Yeah, they're being... And that's why if this decision would have been made, if the NCAA, if they cancel fall sports championships, and I guess, you know... You, you want to make the NCAA into a bad guy because the NCAA has done nothing to in, engender any... Yes, it's very fun. I mean, and, and, and they've done nothing to engender any form of goodwill. Faith, faith or goodwill yeah. in, in a long time. You also but, understand why they're delayed in this. 100%, because yes. this is something that's, you know, it might seem completely non-consequential to cancel you know, women's soccer in the Big Sky Conference, save for maybe a couple schools that um, have you know, a little bit of prestige. The NCAA soccer championship, the tournament, I mean, that's there's schools where women's soccer is a revenue sport. I mean, UC Santa Barbara has they 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 have thousands of fans that go to to soccer games. They're Cal Poly, yeah, they make money. So that's the thing that you, you can't blame them because they want to hold out as long as they possibly can. Because as Kent Haslam and Leon Gasell both just said, there, this is big money, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it is. It's also two telling Nuanas. It's also a Friday and. For crying out loud, we are gonna have we're gonna have a laugh one way or another. That's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna bring who Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, to help us do it. She doesn't know sports; she's gonna earn that moniker next. Coulter, during this time where we gotta be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. this Coulter I don't know Flowbots boom learn your music nice. dude two telling new one is 1029 ESPN radio SWX Montana television outstanding to be with you on a very fine Friday afternoon hope you're doing well 
And somebody who's always doing well, our friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, we'll get to her in just a moment. Okay, Coulter, I'm tired of fighting off the air. We're going to air this out right now. Okay. Okay. I know that realtor is how you say it. Okay. <laughs> I know that's the way you pronounce the word. I also know that realtor is just sort of the way that it's always kind of been said around Montana. And I understand that there are some people, particularly folks in the industry, who are particular about it because it pertains to them and their profession. And I, I respect that. Yeah. And I know that I'm saying it incorrectly. Sure. But I also know when I say it correctly, it sounds worse. That's not true. Yes. What if people called you a radio announcer? Be rad. First of all, you get it. I mean, there's differences in what the jobs are, right? You're not an announcer. No. Frequently, people call us announcers. We're not announcers. No, we're not. We're broadcasters. Correct. There's a distinct difference. Yes, there is. Are you a writer? Are you a journalist? Are you a columnist? It matters. Yes, it does. There's no such thing as a realtor. There's only a realtor. We'll, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to it right now. <laughs> we'll come back to it right now. That's putting the cart ahead of the horse. So quickly, I wanted to get out of here and, and just be done with this whole thing. All right, we'll go on. Coulter, we have spent a lot of time doing a lot of hard news around here, and I think it's been pretty clear if people are fans of the show that that's what we hate the most. We do not like doing hard news. We like doing just fun things. Speak for yourself. Uh, yeah, I will speak for myself, and uh, this is the part of this job that I like. It is time for the chick who doesn't know sports on a Friday afternoon, making her triumphant return after a vacation last week. Thanks to the Iron Grizz for hooking us up with Carolyn, who's back with us again on a Friday for the chick who doesn't know sports. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Nice to see you. So good to be here. Welcome back. TGIF. What, right, yes. Uh, what do you got for us this week? Well, I, I'm just going to disappoint you because I have some hard-hitting news. Oh, good start. Strong out of the gate. I know. Let's reconsider that. Um, Virginia Tech. Yes. Caleb Farley. Sitting out. Sitting out. Yeah, to opting go to the out. NFL. He's uh, setting actually expecting uh, or a, a projected first round pick in the NFL draft out of Virginia Tech at cornerback. Yeah. How do you get that? cocky when you're a sophomore a b how does he get drafted if he's not going to play well first of all what's cocky why is like cocky? i'm just gonna not play college football because i'm gonna i expect to be the first round or maybe he just pick. doesn't want to play because he doesn't think it's safe maybe he actually has legitimate reasons you know regarding his himself or his family that he doesn't want to his put himself out there his mother died from a respiratory illness a little less than two years ago well, you, now I feel like a jerk. and we well, are in sure <laughs> at his press conference yesterday he said he uh wanted to pursue his nfl dreams and that he has already uh, started that process but that he also did not want to attend a college campus or put himself or his family at risk because he could not afford the heartache of losing another family family member. Also, Carolyn, wow. just because you don't play football doesn't mean you can't get drafted. I could get drafted. No, if it, you could not. If, it, if a team <laughs> wanted to draft me, they certainly could. So you don't have to be playing football. If people already know how good this kid is, and clearly they do, then they're going to do it. Okay, well, now I feel like a jerk. Um, I wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to put some financial planning well, together for him? Well, I was just going to say, if, if he would like to call us, um, I'm happy to help him with his finances <laughs> until he's 29. And I just want to make sure he, when he gets that big first round draft paycheck, yes. that he invests wisely and perhaps pursues his education later when it's safe. 
Excellent. Excellent piece of advice. advice. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Major League Baseball situation. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> so the Phillies have shut down their workouts. Right. Because of COVID, a coach and a staffer. Yeah. So they played the Marlins, who apparently. Everybody. Everyone knows. got it. So yep. tell me what this means. Do we think Major League Baseball is done now? Or are they going to keep trying? Or what's what's the plan? Well, they're going to keep trying. They're still playing. They're playing as we speak. And also, uh, yeah, they they the Marlins are out until at least Sunday. They're not right. playing through right. Sunday. And then uh, if they feel like they've contained, you know, everybody who was in contact with them has had what at the point that they will have had repeated negative tests, anybody who hasn't tested positive yet, then I suppose they get the green light to go back and try this again and they have a big pool of like 60 players per team that they can call up to come and play. It's not actually Major League Baseball at that point when in the Marlins case like 17 players aren't going to be on the field out of 30 that they got expanded roster this year, normally 25 and this year it's 30. But uh, nonetheless, they're going to keep playing, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I think it's great for those other players who don't normally get a chance. So Super great. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anyone to have COVID and be sick, but I'm just saying it's kind of nice these players that wouldn't normally get to play. That's right. Yeah, the, 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 the 73rd best player in an organization is who we're going to be watching on TV. That's outstanding. Can't wait. What's what you're going to be watching on I TV? I feel like you're being sarcastic. Yeah, I am. Oh, it's not, okay. it's not professional sure baseball. I mean, it's professional, <laughs> but it's not major league professional baseball. <laughs> right. It's just... It's not the show. It's a diluted version of the show. Ugly. Ugly. Uh, to answer your question of what's going to happen with baseball, I think it, the Marlins situation is what it is. They had an outbreak. They had... Um, it spread. They've been quarantined. They have had games canceled. That's isolated, though. To me, it all comes down to what happens over the next 10 to 14 days with the Phillies and the Orioles. Because if those situations aren't mitigated correctly and there's outbreaks on those teams, like you said, I think there's two people on the Phillies. If that goes from two to 10, or if the Orioles, who were just in Miami for less than 24 hours, who were supposed to play the Marlins when this first got shut down, have any positive tests, I think then that's going to be cause for real panic because then you're, you're talking about this is spreading exponentially rather than isolated, and I think that's the only way it'll influence it. But if it's just the Marlins, I think it'll be just fine. Why didn't they do uh, a bubble like the NBA? Well, there's good a, question. The, the, re, the reason that they didn't do a bubble is because they play every single day basically, and so you need you need you need 15 fields that can house Major League Baseball games uh, in terms of the dimensions of the fields all in one real, real sort of area, or maybe you do, do two if it's split. And they have to be used every single day. And also then the number of facilities that that would require for not just the teams, but, but more about the administrators and everything like that. So that is the reason that it became what a lot of people felt like unviable. Now, I think that there's a lot of people that are reconsidering that stance. But it is true that hockey bubble and NBA bubble, it's easier when you only need maybe four sheets of ice, two in each place or three maybe. I think there's three basketball courts that they're going to be playing these games on and you can just line them up and it's the next team up, next team up, next team up. But they're taking days off. So even 
and also Major League Baseball has all 30 teams playing because it's their regular season. The NBA only has, how, what's the final total? Like 22. 20, 22 and 24 in the NHL. And those are going to drop precipitously within like a week's time of the restart. So um, it was a much easier logistical feat to do the bubbles in those two sports than it was in Major League Baseball. Though uh, I think there are voices that say that MLB did not consider strongly enough that option despite the level of of space that would be needed. Were they not quarantining their players and everything before they started? They were. Huh. Yeah, they were. Um, who knows where this came from? Now, the thing that's crazy, that's crazy about this. Now, I, I believe that the players did not know that they had COVID, but the, there were several players who were reported ill, who were sick, that then chose to still play in the game against Philadelphia. And the Phillies knew that there were players on the Marlins that were sick and they still took the field to play. Again, I don't, I don't believe they knew that they were sick with this, right? but they didn't know what they were sick with. And right now you so much as sneeze and you assume that, you know, you've got it or whatever. Um, And then all of a sudden it turns out to be kind of a worst case scenario. And so by the time that, that it got figured out what it was, it was, you know, too late for Miami and, Maybe, maybe not too late for Philadelphia. It's hard to say. But that's, I mean, I just think it's just crazy that Major League Baseball doesn't have an automatic standing order. If you are sick, right, you are not playing until we are confirming what it is that you have or don't. You know, I, I mean, that, that just seems like the minimal obvious protocol that would just be that would just be there. And I think, again, I mean, Rob Manfred has taken it on the chin for the last while. And I think in this, in this sense, it's rightfully so. I don't know. I don't know where the leadership is in terms of putting this stuff together for uh, on a league wide uniform basis. So everybody knows what they're doing. Well, I think that's why the Marlins are under so much heat as well. Cause there, there's a, there's an implication that um, they knew multiple people were sick. But they, didn't, but didn't test them. But then, if you're the sick, or promptly, if you're the sick person, you should also be responsible for yourself and say, "I don't want to get other people." Yeah, how's it work in baseball? If you get put on the IR or the IL, you don't get paid. Do you get paid? I think. So. I mean, it's everything's fully guaranteed, right? I so. so, I mean, I'm pretty Especially sure. Especially in COVID, I would I'm pretty sure that you get. Would. Yeah, they, that they would, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Well, speaking of that, so the NFL, a lot of players are opting out this year. Yes. So, like, they're taking. Huge, they're not getting their million dollar paychecks. Correct. When they do that, when they say, I'm not pay, pay, bleh, playing this season, yeah. are they guaranteed a spot next season? No. No. So You're they, never guaranteed anything in the NFL ever. You're not guaranteed yeah, a spot could, this season. You could get cut the next day. Yeah. So if you opt out due to COVID, yeah. you could be giving up your entire career. Yes. yes. Wow. That's insane. So. You want to make fun of them too, Carolyn? Kind of. Um, no, I don't. I was just curious because I was reading all these like list of players that were opting but out. But the thing is, is that on one hand it seems dramatic and it, and it sort of is. On the other hand, that's just always the case. Like you could play one week, first of all, either by injury or just because it's not going well, and that's the end of your career all of a sudden. Right. And and you got no idea. And, and 
guys have had ma- massive contracts that all of a sudden it was all over. So these guys, even while they were playing. So let's say someone plays three games. He's twenty million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. What does he get paid? Like twice a week, like the rest of us? Or no, he gets you twice get, a week. <laughs> you twice get, a month, you mean? You no, they get, get paid, that's what I meant. They get paid weekly in the NFL. You get paid for every game you game play. Checks. Got it. So then, you sign a contract, you get hurt, and you're not playing, then you don't get paid. That's correct. The there, there are injury guarantees. Mm-hmm. So NFL contracts have guarantees in them, but it's not the amount of money that the contract is worth. Whereas in baseball, contracts are fully guaranteed. Whether you get cut, whether you get injured, whatever, you're getting paid whatever you signed for, period. Got it. Well, I guess I'm just going to stick with sales. Okay. Just, it's easier. Anything else for us, Carolyn? Um, well, it was brought to my attention by our lovely gal at the front desk, Liz, yeah. that Larsa Pippen, do you know who that is? Scotty's wife. Thank you. Culture didn't even know. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> it was a wild guess, although I I, I did follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. There's not that I many like, Pippins Pip- I know. Pippin? Nope, nothing. All right, I don't know. It could be any of a variety of the brainwashing TV shows that these people watch. Who isn't there a isn't there a, a, a theater thing called Pippin? Uh, sure. Yeah, there is like the Pippin Theater. No, like it's the name of the production. It's oh, called Pippin. Pippin. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Okay, what's her name? Larsa. Larsa Pippen. Larsa Pippen, okay. She has been accused of hooking up with Khloe Kardashian's ex-boyfriend slash baby daddy, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. Okay. All of the Kardashians have unfollowed her. You thought it went so well in the first thing that you brought here that you thought you would go back to the well about relationship TMZ stuff, huh? Correct. Listen. People expect certain things from me. You know, the Kardashians also unfollowed me. What? Yeah. I'm shocked. So The thing that's different about the Kardashians than any of the other gossip column garbage that Carolyn brings on this show yes. is that the Kardashians are uh, so toxic that they actually do have a real influence on the NBA. Exactly. Thank you. The Kardashians. You don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's because he's somehow you like indirectly coming to you. You could argue that Chris Humphrey's career went up in a flame of, in flames because of the Kardashians. You also could argue that Tristan Thompson's outrageous contract is only considered a huge bust because of the Kardashians. You could also consider that James Harden's uh, renaissance from going from a pretty good but not elite NBA player to NBA MVP was because he broke up with a Kardashian. I'm not going to argue against any of that. The one thing I'll say is, and not that this, I mean, you can you can be the judge of whether this is a good or a bad thing, but this is what it seems like Americans want more than anything else. I wouldn't know Chris Humphrey's name if he hadn't dated a Kardashian point. or been married to, to what, Kim? Kim. Uh, 72 so, days. Yeah. Nice. So take that to the White Sox bullpen. Listen, I'm just giving you the information I have, okay? I'm sorry. It wasn't great. I did my best. Carolyn, uh, you know, you, we, were, we missed you last week. I thought this week was uh, a nice warm-up to get back into it. <laughs> Appreciate you being back here with us. I'll, I'll really try and hit a home run next week. Oh! The chick who doesn't know sports, clearly. <laughs> it's brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. Chick who doesn't know, know about sports, brought to us by the Iron Grizz American Bistro. Guess I was in the other day, had the sausage platter. Mmm, delicious. You get two sausages, chipotle, sweet potato salad, 
Creole mustard. They got this pimento cheese buttermilk biscuit that they bake fresh. It's ridiculous. The, the southern food there, you don't think about it as the University of Montana golf course restaurant. You're going to get some of the best southern food in all of Montana. That's what Aaron Gris has to offer. Indeed. Attached to the University of Montana Golf Course, 515 South Avenue East at the base of Mount Sun. I'll go enjoy some Cajun flavors on the back deck at the Iron Grizz. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back, boys and girls. Two Tell Nuanas wrapping up a week with all of you. We appreciate you riding along with us through the month of July 2020, heading into August. And we head into August the way we like to head into August, not working. Monday, boys and girls, no Two Tell Nuanas. Market K, we're going to be back on Tuesday. Uh, going to take a little break over the long weekend here and, uh, you know, get ourselves some sunshine. If you miss anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. To Tell Nuanas podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. It is there thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Have no fear. We have a big announcement for you on Tuesday when we come back. Oh, Not boy. pertaining to any sort of cancellations, just as pertaining to some of the stuff we're doing. That's right. Together. We're very excited. Very and we also kind of just wanted to, we had the penultimate show today, here we did, yeah. but we did not want to have, the, the decision that we're all waiting for is happening on Tuesday. Yep. So on Tuesday, Ryan and I'll be we'll, back on the mic. We'll have a big show tonight. How about some NBA basketball on ESPN Radio? At 6.30, we'll go to air. Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, you'll get that. Then tomorrow, some Major League Baseball, Red Sox, Yankees, they go to air at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Sunday. Trailblazers Celtics at one, followed by the Red Sox and Yankees. That's basketball, then football if you're keeping or baseball. I don't know. I've lost it. I don't even know what sports there are. <laughs> what sport? One, what are sports? One and three tomorrow, and then Monday evening, Memphis Grizzlies at the New Orleans Pelicans. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Tuesday. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.